Welcome everyone to the Polynesian Sports Recap for week 13 in the NFL. What is it? It is December 5th, the night of December 5th when we're recording this. I am Lance Falatongo. Hey, what's up everybody? I'm Forrest Odlop. Yeah, we're going to break down all the games uh, from this week in the NFL and, and some other stuff from this week. Forrest, how you doing, man? How's your week? Oh, man. I mean, the week's good. It was long. Uh, still have uh, sales at work left over from Black Friday and then got inventory gone, going on at work. So, yeah, tough week, long week, but, you know, nothing to complain about. I, I got a job, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm making money, so it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot more than I can say for some folks, so no complaints. The busy season is upon us. Yes, yes. We're out here grinding. Let's get it. Um, you took a trip recently. Some of your passions. You uh, I did. Uh, photographer, ph- photography. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had a friend. Um, she's actually working as a, a traveling nurse, and uh, but she also does some part-time modeling. And um, we saw each other again, and we just started talking. We hung out for a little bit last weekend, and. Uh, I have my camera with me and she just asked if I am I, like if I do photography I was like as a hobby you know what I mean I'm not a professional photographer but I mean I think I can hold my own so she, she's telling me about she showed me some pictures and what she does like she's really actually trying to make you actually make that a, a second career for her modeling so I told her anytime uh want to take photos or wanted me to take photos I do it for the free and she said would you like to jump on a plane? So I was like, um, like I can't afford that right now. You know what I mean? But I mean, I didn't have to pay for it, which was cool. So, yeah, I mean, so you, went, you went and shot on location, right? Right, like an actual photographer, which was cool. You know what I mean? Uh, if Wait, any, like, yeah, you are you are an actual <laughs> photographer. Yeah, if you know me, man, there's. There's only so many things that I'm like, I'm, I'm confident of when I'm on a basketball court or if I'm coaching basketball or, you know, things of that sort. And this is not one of them. So I'm a pretty humble dude. And this was a humbling experience to me just to, to go out there. I mean, I take photos of a lot of people. When people ask, I take photos, but nothing like this. So, I mean, and it's made me think of maybe taking a step into the photography business. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to explore those options and and really get into it. I mean, uh, I didn't go to school for photography at all. I mean, I might have taken like an art class once or twice and that had to do with photography. Mm. And so right now I'm just really self-learning a lot of the stuff. Uh, one of my first cousins, he's a really great photographer. He's he's done it uh, a lot. Uh, shout out Anthony Dovala. He lives in San Diego with his family. So I take a lot of lessons from him. And, then, uh, and don't knock it, YouTube and TikTok are yeah. uh, really good uh, informational apps for you to use to learn like tricks and uh editing uh, uh techniques to do for photos lighting i mean if lighting is a really big thing that mm-hmm. i've learned in uh, photography that's probably like a basic thing i know there's probably photographers like duh but yeah <laughs> so for the not for the non-photographers it's not so duh but yeah i mean uh anything i mean yeah, you can make money from it, but I mean, I kind of just like taking a photo, looking at it after it, and just, just, I don't know. You can see so many different things within the photo. Mm-hmm. And then you show somebody else the photo, and they can see something totally different from what you shot. 
you show somebody else and they can see something totally different from what he was just telling you about. So there's so much things about a photo and photography itself that, and just the way you can, uh, I don't want to say manipulate, but the way you can, yeah, just the way you can change things in a photo just by small editing techniques. And it comes out just totally different from what you saw shooting it, what you can make it. And it can be experienced differently by different people. All the time. And I mean, uh, and just like anybody will tell you, you've heard it in, probably in a movie or in a song lyric, but I mean, uh, you can capture, uh, in one moment you can capture it and it could just be frozen in time for you forever, you know? And then when you look at a photo and think back on that exact time, you could probably remember a hundred different things that you weren't thinking about at the time the photo was taken, you know? And it can send somebody back so far and just for them to live in that moment, you know, take them back. It's, that's tons weight. It's worth more than anything you could pay me to see somebody's face light up when they look at a photo to remember what they felt at that very moment, you know, to take them back to that moment and to have mm -hmm. them feel that same uh, emotion, I guess. Yeah. How does it, uh, when, when working with someone, when you're working with the people that you're capturing, um, what's that experience like? Do you tell them where to walk or where to stand or do you just like sometimes, get sometimes, but uh, a lot of, I, myself, I, I just, I like the way candidates look better because I, you just, you, you'll catch them in a moment that they don't even know they're, you know, like, and I think you see more truth from the candidates, not all the time, but, you know, uh, and also great photographers are able to, to create those things, like by directing somebody the way they're supposed to look. Me, on the other hand, I like to catch it as it's happening instead of trying to direct somebody to look like they're feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a lot of the times I'll just, um, the way I do it, like if I did, I just, talk to them about certain things and get the reactions like certain topics or like maybe we're talking like if it's somebody I know I'll talk to them about maybe uh, a memory that we had together you know I mean just take them back to somewhere and just seeing their face change as you're telling a story or they're telling a story you know yeah we catch a lot of things from the camera that you don't normally see if you're able to capture memories of like remembering back on a memory and your reaction and emotions to it that's, and that's the best uh, uh, those are the best things to see, like photo inception. Yeah, you just start talking about something, and they just—it's either a little quirky smile, you know what I mean, or even something smug, like yeah, I did that, you know. Even pain, you can. Oh man, there's just a lot of things you can catch. So, yeah. Would you do? Would you do uh, like event photography? Like if somebody had uh, wanted you to capture like their, I don't know. Oh, for sure. That'd be such a wedding to, business event. Yeah. Like. Oh my gosh. That'd be such a privilege too. And I know a lot of, uh, especially like uh, wedding photographers and videographers, you know, they get paid good money, but I mean, I think it's such a, it's a privilege. And I know I'm probably naive because I don't shoot stuff like that. Like all the time, like these guys, I know these guys are like, you know, it's a business, but for me, it's at the moment because I'm not in the business at all. But I think that's such a privilege to be asked to shoot someone's special event like that especially Their a wedding moments yeah that's so yeah with uh yeah okay so get a hold of Forrest and hire him to shoot uh 
the moments that need to be captured and memories. We can talk, yes. We can definitely talk and see what we can do. Nice, that's dope. I'm over here flying, flying and down and on location and, and shooting. That's that's dope. I'm happy for you. Thank you. For, Thank you. Fucking, like I said, like passions. I told you, man, when you, Sammy, and, and, and my niece that's ready to come soon, when you guys are ready to do a pre-birth photo shoot, we'll do that one and then we can do a post. Nice. Let's yeah. do it. Um, let's talk some uh let's talk some football. Week that. 13. All right. Uh December 5th, Sunday. It started well, it started on Thursday when the uh, Cowboys went ahead and handled business versus the Saints. And then uh today's games were 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 a little uh all over the place. You want to start they with were. your were. uh your Raiders or do you wanna Ooh. wait on that? No, no, we can we can start on that. We can start on that. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a real fan, so like I follow them through the losses, through the wins, no matter what. But it's I mean, yeah, the, this season is, and this is not an excuse for them losing a lot of games. It's just it's not an ordinary season for them with all the turmoil that's been going on internally. You know, so uh, it's tough to watch as a as a fan because you know you can see the potential, especially in the beginning of the season, and not just because they were four and zero, but they were hitting on all cylinders, you know. Um, they're finally playing much better defense than they were a few seasons ago. You know, string string the past like three, four seasons ago, they they weren't that very good on defense. This year, they're 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 really good. They're pretty good. Not just like not just an improved defense. They're actually pretty good. Uh, a little horrible against the run some games, but then there's some games where you're like, oh wow, they just held those guys to less than 100 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, and it's frustrating to see them on offense because they're so explosive. They can they they lead the league in uh, the most pass plays over twenty yards. Nice, but still, that doesn't equate to wins all the time. So, yeah, I mean, this would have been the year I think that they would have been able to put it all together without all the internal turmoil, without Gruden uh, having to force resign, without Rugs. Um, Shout out to him, man. Hope he's doing okay. Not that me and him know each other, but you know, prayers to him and the and the young lady who lost her life in that accident. Prayers to her family as well. Uh, however, they're dealing with it. But yeah, without that happening, and then you know, just injuries too. Uh, it would have been such a different season, I think, later in the season. Because right now, it just seems like it's the old regular uh, way of how they did it. They, Start hot and then fizzle out midseason, and maybe one of one or two more games at the end. But I do believe it's uh, just a different team. So, Darren, today, uh, were, yeah, Darren Waller just, out. Darren Waller was out today. Uh, shoulder, I think it was from the last game. Uh, dislocated shoulder. I think oh, it was. oh no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think it was a dislocated shoulder. Sorry. Uh, so he's out this game at least. Uh, we lost uh, Kenyon Drake today for the rest of the season. Broken ankle. Oh. Um, we have Incognito on our roster who hasn't played it down for like almost two seasons. And we're there. I keep saying we're like I'm paying his salary. Uh, the Raiders are paying his salary literally to, I guess, mentor the line because <laughs> he hasn't played it down. Coach. In, yeah, in almost like two seasons. So that's tough. Um, 
all the penalties they're so today there were some pretty bad penalties like uh max crosby got one they were just about oh, to get off yeah. the field max crosby that was i mean and they called it a, a unsportsman because they said he was landing on him putting his weight on him i don't know what they wanted him to do somersault after he hit uh Heineke. yeah you got to extend your arms and push yourself up and off of the quarterback so none of your weight bears down when you all right, so when you, you get hurt right you have so, to go from <laughs> off of the snap super burst right to get to the quarterback and then once you complete no once you're engaged in the tackle of the quarterback for the quarterback sack mid-air you have to change your mindset and drive and somersault over him so that none of your weight hits the quarterback to avoid getting flagged uh so you have to protect the quarterback right like what about the, you <laughs> well, i mean so the, i'm saying the the league has to protect quarterbacks oh yeah yeah right, because right. an nfl team without a quarterback is not fun to watch and if no one's watching then they're not staying for the commercials and then you're gonna lose money uh so quarterbacks equal money and therefore will always be protected <laughs> and then there was uh Abrams got a call today for hitting below the waist. What did they expect? So if you see it, he kind of, it was nothing malicious. Uh, who's Brandon Sheriff was, was uh, he pulled out to block for a runner. So you have a 360 pound guy that's about to demolish you, but they don't want you to hit below his waist. I understand they don't want you to take out his knees because that's injury, but like Abram really, and Sheriff wasn't even the runner. He's the blocker now. Abram hit him at the waist, took him out, and was able to make the tackle. Uh, you know, literally hit Sheriff and the guy together, if you see the play. And they called uh, illegal blocking, blocking below the waist. That's what they called on the defensive player. <laughs> on a, what? <laughs> yeah. Defensive player getting flagged for blocking? Yeah. So. It makes sense. I mean. I know those two plays aren't the whole game, but they did shift the momentum at that time. Those two plays were called because they were both on third and uh, the one on Heineke was a third and 15. And they, you know, that would have just, it would have took them off the field. Uh, the Raiders might've gotten a little better uh, field uh, position. And they were, you know, the momentum was shifting until that happened. And then again, the Abrams play uh, it was a third down. They would have got off the field, and then uh, that shifted again. So it's uh, tough. Looks, it's tough to play against stuff like that. It looks like the uh, this game was close until the fourth quarter, and even into the fourth quarter. I mean, the final yeah, score well, for this one was uh, Washington Football Team seven. It was close all the Raiders way through. 15. Yeah, it was close all the way through. Um, Washington got their second touchdown in the third. Which was still a 14 6. And then the Raiders scored. At the beginning uh, of the fourth. Made it 12 14. And then uh, then they kicked the field goal to go ahead after an interception. You know, they were making plays at that point. And then they just, there was too much time left on the field, on the clock. I think they left like two minutes and something seconds on the clock. And Washington drove down. Yeah. Washington drove down, kicked the field goal with about, well, 37 seconds left. 37 seconds left. Uh, 
Raiders couldn't do anything with that on the way back. They almost made it to midfield. They almost got into Daniel Carlson's uh, range, but it's ran out of time. The uh, the Raiders now six and six. Slim, slim, slim chance of getting into the playoffs, even though there's just like I still win the division. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, just a slim. You know. Let's let's so it's in the tough. playoffs right now. Yeah, the it's division the leaders are the Patriots. Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, and then your wild cards are, oh, the Houston Texans have been mathematically eliminated. Hmm, I wonder why. (laughs) From the playoffs. They are the first team, the first team uh, this season. Um, I would have thought Jacksonville would have been. Man, Jacksonville, oh, yeah, I guess they are. Identical record. They have the same record, I don't know. Yeah. Must be some... uh, conference or division tiebreaker or something like that. But the, so the the wild card everyone's 7 and 5. So you're the the Raiders currently now even with today's loss are still just a game back of a of a wild card berth, a playoff spot. With 5 weeks left. So I mean, and even the division is only two games out. So if the Chiefs falter and go back to their early season struggles at some point, this could this could well, all as, flip as, real as quick. A, as as a fan, I'm still uh, rooting for them to make the playoffs, and I still believe, I still have faith in that those chances. But I mean, as someone who actually watches football, as it's an going analyst, to take a lot. yeah. Okay, we'll say it. You said it, not me. Thanks. <laughs> as an analyst. Uh, you have to look at uh, the injuries that they've had, um, the uphill battle that they're going to have, just the coaching. I mean, there's so many questions right now, even with the coaching. And I know um, Mark Davis came on and said he's not looking for a coach right now. He's concentrating on making the playoffs. That's still tough for some of the coaches on there because in the back of their minds, I know they, they're, they're trying to win, but – it's really hard not to think about whether or not you're going to be there next season. And that's not just the head coach. That's uh, the whole staff. And so I think maybe the only person that might be safe staying would be Gus Bradley. He might be, I mean, but then again, you bring in a new coaching staff, he might want to bring in his own DC too. But I think uh, Gus Bradley's done a remarkable job with the defense this season. And I think they'd want to keep him. Denzel Perriman, uh, 12 tackles today for oh, the Raiders. Does he still leave the league in tackles? He's, I mean, it's another reason I love free agency. Uh, it's to see guys go somewhere else and, like, they were just talked about as being washed up. And, uh, like, I know he's not that great against the pass, but, but he leads the league in tackles and he's phenomenal against the run. Like, yeah. he made, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you can see the stat, but he had a few tackles for losses today that were just – he made plays that you were like, oh, damn, they're about to pick up five yards. And then he's, like, like just demolishing somebody within the backfield. Well, yeah, yeah, it's only showing up as one, but he's just made certain plays. Oh, and Devon Diablo, who stepped in today for uh, – what's his name? Littleton for a little bit. Littleton uh, got a little banged up, had a stinger. Uh, yeah, ended up with 11 tackles. It's pretty good for uh, 
a college safety, a rookie who's a college safety is now an NFL linebacker. So, I mean, I see a lot of potential. And like I said, as a fan, I, I'm faithful that we're going to make the playoffs. I mean, it might be like blind faith, uh, like any good fan should have with their team. But mm-hmm. so yeah. the Raiders, if the Raiders finish four and one over the last uh, five weeks, 10 and seven, 10 and seven, nine and eight. Do those, does those, you think with the extended um, football season with 17 games now, is 10 and seven going to make it? Or is it, I feel like 10 and seven would be, would be a wild card berth. I think it does. I think it does. I mean, I remember Maybe last year, those, last year, there's two 10 win teams that didn't make it. Something. Oh, dang. Okay. So maybe so, not. Yeah. Maybe 11 so, I mean, wins is going to be the cutoff. But depending yeah. on what conference you're in, because everything's exactly. plugged up in the AFC, but the NFC, they've got like a lot more division between their yeah. first and uh, last place teams. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Raiders can pull it together. Uh, over this last month of the season. I'm going to play hard that they do. (laughs) The Baltimore Ravens score a touchdown uh, to make it 20 to 19. And instead of kicking the field goal, the point after to tie it up and take it in overtime, John Harbaugh um, and the Ravens go for two. Uh, They don't get it. And the Steelers win. Uh, 20 to 19 AFC North. Is this the beginning of the end for uh Roethlisberger, though? Is this like well, I mean, the, the energy that his retirement is gonna cause? Not he's he hasn't said he's gonna retire, he said he's not gonna be in Pittsburgh, is what he's so sorry. Oh. Again, reports are that he's told someone close to him on the team <laughs> that he doesn't believe he'll be in Pittsburgh next season. He's gonna pull a Tom Brady and go south, oh, old man, get warm. It might be might be better for him. Might be suited for uh, an older uh, an older body playing in the NFL. You know, especially at quarterback. Houston, where what what like legitimate possibility would there be uh, for Ben Roethlisberger to step in as a starter next year? Uh, I mean, New Orleans is a team who's right now um, mm. having quarterback problems. You know, um, who else? Uh, Washington, even though Heineke's playing really good, I don't know if they're going to stick with him as the starter. I know they like him. I don't know if they like him as the starter. Uh, you know, that's a possibility. Um, Carolina, I think, hopes to get younger at the quarterback spot, even though they have Darnold. But with the way Darnold's performed, I don't know if they believe in him either as a long-term solution. And I'm not – Ben Roethlisberger is by no means the long-term solution. He's at the tail end of his career. Yeah, he's um, like – if you're going to – if you're thinking about signing Ben Roethlisberger to fill in at quarterback, I think he's going to be your you backup. Just, man, or you should just draft a young quarterback and try him out. Like, yeah, a, a year take of that young chance. experience is yeah, worth more that. than That's whatever a the ceiling then. is with old Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't like it. But the uh, the Steelers are with that win. Are still in playoff contention, six five and one. So I don't know if that tie will uh, come into play. The Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Atlanta Falcons NFC South division game, thirty to seventeen in Atlanta. Uh, Tom Brady with four touchdowns, 
the immortals, the immortal Tom Brady. Um, I don't know, not much to say here. Ravens, I mean, uh, Buccaneers did what they're supposed to do. Now nine and three. NFC, NFC's got some some big win teams. They do, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, he's lost a few games this season. Doesn't look the same as last season." You know what? That's what we said last season. So. I think I think the Bucks are still a, a really um, I think they still have a really good chance of winning the Super Bowl this year, despite like some of the losses they've taken. Because some of the losses mm-hmm. they've taken are they make you scratch your head, like, "What? How'd you lose that game?" You know, of the three losses, who did they just lose to? What was um... lost uh, to the Rams, the Saints, and the football this, team? Oh, so there's the Saints, it's the Saints and the football team. So I mean. They're not horrible teams, mm. but they're teams that you were like should have won. Really? Yeah. yeah, really. So, I mean, the Rams, of course, are a really good team. So, can't say much about that. Like even today, they spanked who they were playing. So, we'll talk about that later. But uh, Tampa's pretty good. They another player who's younger, way younger than Tom Brady that people were talking about giving up on, uh, Leonard Fournette. He's mm-hmm. just he's killing for them, man. And I know people are going to look at the yards on the ground that he did and he didn't have any touchdowns, but uh, as a running back, as a complete running back, you have to look at everything he did, total yards in the game, uh, catches, you know, the average of yards after catch or after run, after mm-hmm. contact. He's a, he's a big part of their offense. So, yeah. uh, Leonard Fournette, 13 carries, 44 yards, and then seven catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 17 targets, 15 catches, 143 yards. So he was hey, pacing him. Welcome to the welcome back into the spotlight, Chris Godwin. Nice. Um, yeah, so the uh Buccaneers, nine and three, first in the AFC South, and second uh in or third in the NFC overall. Yeah, so ten and uh, a ten and two team is the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, first touchdown today was uh, Kyler and and Nukes himself back together again. Oh man! So both of those guys have both uh, Kyler yeah, Murray out. and DeAndre Hopkins have been out for weeks. Yeah, uh, they, for different injuries. First thing they do when they come back is score a touchdown together. All right, so the final score here, uh, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals 33 versus the Chicago Bears in Chicago, 22. Andy Dalton, uh, four interceptions. Yeah. yeah. So when does Justin Fields get back? I don't know, but you know, he didn't look like he was coming back anytime soon, soon on that sideline, so we'll yeah. see. Kyler Murray in his first uh, game back in a while, 11 of 15, 123 yards and two touchdowns. James Conner uh, soaking up all the targets and carries, 75 yards rushing, 36 yards receiving and a touchdown. And the touchdown. Cardinals rounding into form. Those those division leaders in the NFC are are looking kind of juggernaut-ish. Yeah, well, they're getting into that, you know, tail end of the season. So, I mean – for me, if I'm coaching, I'd rather lose a couple games early than late. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and um, it seems like all the teams that, uh, like you said, the top-tier teams in both uh, the AFC and NFC are starting to win the games they need to win. 
catch their stride going into the playoffs, which is scary. So the Rams final five games are uh, home versus the Rams at Detroit, home versus the Colts at Dallas, and then home versus the Seahawks. Uh, Arizona's got a kind of Fairly, like a good chance to win yeah. the number one seed. Yeah. A little, a little suspect was uh, the defense letting Chicago score 22 on them, even with Dalton throwing four interceptions. I mean, this, I feel like that they were up by so much. It was just, those were just garbage time. Uh, no. no? 21-7 at the half, 24-14 in the third, 33-22 to, find, to finish. Yeah. So when they scored that last yeah. touchdown – and the two-point conversion, there was still a little time for them to come back and probably maybe mount a comeback because that was part of their comeback, of course. Duh. But I think they still had enough time that if, if they were playing defense, they could have came back and scored. Uh, yeah, so Arizona 33, Chicago 22, Arizona now 10-2. and two. Chicago Bears yep. now 4-8, and eight. not doing great. Not at all. Um, speaking of the NFC North, Detroit Lions get their first Eesh. win of the season over the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> oh, in the division match, 29-27. So Last second walk-off touchdown throw from Lions quarterback Jared Goff to uh, USC alum, Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. For the win. Big win for the Detroit Lions. First win. Your first win and against uh, one of their – not just a conference rival, but an all-time rival for them. Yeah. Man, Detroit and Minnesota used to have battles. Uh, but, man, man. Justin Jefferson did have a day for himself today. Man, and, Kirk and the, Cousins and, threw, threw the ball 40 times. That's a lot. Oh, that's Jared Goff threw 41 times. But, I mean, okay, so Alexander Madison – a big game for him. He had, let's see, 34 yards receiving, 90 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, like you said, 182 yards receiving on 11 catches and a touchdown. Uh, but just not enough as Jared Goff leads the Lions back. Um, Lions now 1-10-1. What does uh, the rest of the season look like for the Lions? Like, what's uh, their what's their mentality? I mean, I heard somebody say in the NFL last week that if you're playing in the pro leagues, there's no such thing as moral victories. I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this is, I mean, all this stuff right now, everything they're doing now is preparation for next season. So getting a win now and learning from like today and uh, is big for next season because you're going to find out which guys are, 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 some, are meant to be on Detroit's team and which guys you're going to have to, Hmm. Uh, cut, you know, so um, the rest of the season for them is just really finding an identity for them for next season. Looking at uh, the New England Patriots who are now... I hate to admit it, man, but they they look good every season when it comes down close to playoff time. The uh, so the Patriots the Patriots play tomorrow, Monday, uh, at Buffalo. <clears throat> uh, the Patriots are eight and four. 
The Bills are seven and four. So this is for the lead in the AFC East. Uh, the Patriots with Mac Jones, not a set running back, uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, up and coming, but less named wide receivers. How, how are, how are the Patriots doing this? How is Belichick back on top of the AFC conference? Because he knows how to take, uh, players that seem like they're maybe average and get the most out of them. Mm. I mean, just, he really knows how to maximize uh, the players that he has. He works towards their strengths. And and that's why uh, they took a couple of losses in the beginning of the season. Then you were like, oh no, the Patriots are horrible. It's, I honestly believe that that's, uh, those are the games that Belichick uses to figure out what he needs to do to change his uh, within the team to get them moving. You know, I think that's how good of a coach he is. I know it sounds like, yeah, that's one that's too easy. You know, like you're giving him so much credit for something like that's obvious. Of course, he's not doing that, but I mean, he's, he always does it. You always think that the Patriots are down and out. Like when they start losing a couple of games, you're like, oh, it's not the same Patriots. And then all of a sudden, true, out of the nowhere, <laughs> they put yeah. together a six game win streak. And you know what's crazy? Everybody always, yeah, everybody always looks to see. So everybody, see, again, everybody's going to look at Mac Jones and be like, oh, he's really handling the team, he's managing them. But every season, uh, the Patriots defense is at the top of the league. And, you know, what I mean, just, being all being a really great defense. Okay. This year's same. Well, they took Matt Judon, who people were like, man, Ravens can do without him. And what does he do? I think he's leading the league in sacks, maybe? Or close to it? Uh, yeah, maybe Matthew Judon? Guy in the red having, sleeves? He's having a season. He's having a season. Third oh, uh, behind TJ Watt, who played today, and Miles Garrett. Yep. The Browns. Browns who are on by this week. Uh, yeah, red sleeve guy, Matthew Judon, 11 and a half sacks on the season. Top three in the league. And he plays tomorrow. So he's he's got a chance to uh, jump in a second with uh, a sack or two. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers... Went to Cincinnati today. Took a 24-point lead in the first quarter. And I said to myself, that is way too much time left. It was like eight minutes in. And the Chargers were up 24-0 off of uh, some early uh, Bengals turnovers and miscues to start the game. But it was like, I knew it wasn't going to last. And it, <laughs> it didn't. We, opened, we scored a touchdown. Uh, we recovered a fumble. We kicked a field goal. We picked off Joe Burrow. We scored a touchdown. We forced a punt. We scored another touchdown. Like you knew that wasn't that was eventually going to balance out at some point, but I wasn't ready for how just how fast it was going to happen. Um, because the Bengals scored um, in the second quarter 
a touchdown and then we fumbled and then they scored a touchdown and then we threw an interception and they had another chance. Um, but it was 24 to 13 at the half and the, the Chargers defense just came away, stopped the Bengals just long enough uh, to put up 17 points in the fourth quarter so that the Chargers win 41 to 22. Uh, now the Chargers and Bengals are both seven and five, still in the wild cards, both trailing uh, their respective division leaders in the Chiefs and the Ravens. But that the wild card just stays the same. And if the Bills lose, maybe somebody else jumps ahead of them. But they're seven and four right now, so they're in the first wild card spot. If they go back to seven and five, well, shoot. It'd be the same team. So things aren't even, things are so close that they're not even moving as far as uh, the playoff picture in the AFC. But I feel like these next couple weeks, things are going to start, things have a chance to start rising and falling depending on how some of these games, some of these games go. But uh, I didn't, I didn't like the game today at all it was it felt fake to start and then it felt real real serious when the the Bengals started coming back and then uh it just just felt like we got um had to get lucky at the end and to force them to go for it on fourth down fourth and long a couple times yeah, and as a team, you don't want that to happen, right? You don't want to have to be lucky at the end of the game. You want to I mean, yeah, be in the driver's seat, like control yeah. it. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, but you'd rather be more good than lucky most of the time. <laughs> yeah, when you start playing the good teams, though, like in the you know in the division or in the playoffs, it's like I don't you don't want to be lucky. You want to know that you can consistently get first downs, then put your team in a position to score, and that you can limit the other team's offense with an aggressive defense uh, and coaching and scheming that puts you in a position to uh, to make plays uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And then to, as a coach, make the right decisions to, oh, you know, the right calls, whether to punt, whether to go for it, whether to pass or run, whether to commit to stopping one weapon. All those choices come down to, you know, what happens between those lines in that one hour of, of football uh, each week. And that goes onto your record and decides who gets into the playoffs. And we put so much time uh, <laughs> and, and energy and, and passion into uh, following that. And this is sports. <laughs> this is, um, I don't know, this is something that I'm just super passionate about. Um, what's up with football in college? Georgia loses to Alabama. Bama reigns number one. Hell yeah! I mean, I'm I'm a Bama fan. I'm not like Bama's not my team. Notre, I'm a big time Notre Dame fan. Uh, yeah, I went to all boys Catholic school. I've been watching Notre Dame since I was little. I grew up Catholic, so um, I've always loved Notre Dame. But I've loved Bama since just Nick Saban got there, and just I mean. I hated Bama for a little bit because, you know, it's Bama. Then you see, uh, <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I'm so Polynesian. So when Tua got there, obviously, it, you know, I mean, my uh, my likeness of Bama 
got a little bigger uh, having two of there. But watching them play, like a lot of the guys they had there that are in the league, uh, they're so good. You know what I mean? It's like, sheesh. And then having, oh, my gosh, Georgia fans are so obnoxious. I have some at work. <laughs> and, oh, man, leading up to the Bama game, like, yeah, we, just, we expect a blowout. Well, you got one. <laughs> well, you got one. Uh, I'm just sad because and shout out to Cincinnati. They, they deserve to be in the playoffs. They did beat Notre Dame and a lot of the stuff they did, like up to, to them beating Houston yesterday, uh, they deserve to be in the playoffs. So shout out to Cincinnati. I was just hoping that maybe we would have jumped Michigan and been in the playoffs, but Michigan winning the Big Ten uh, finally made their way into the playoffs, even though the playoffs have only been around for a little bit. Yeah. And they were able to... five. Yeah, just out of it. Just out of it. And I think it hurts them a little that they're not in a conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think maybe if they were, like, in the ACC, they would have one more game to play, and it would have been the ACC championship, and that might have swayed a little bit. They might have beat out Michigan for that final spot. So Alabama, let's see. uh, Georgia now has one loss. Alabama with one loss. Seven and one. Oh, that's their conference. 12 and 1, 12 and 1. Now, so, okay, so 1, 2, 3, 4 in the college football playoff is Bama, Cincinnati, Georgia, and who's 4? Ohio? Ohio? Michigan? Yeah. Well, John no, Harbaugh? Uh, so Michigan Michigan's is, number 2. Yeah, they're 2. They play Bama. Cincinnati stayed 4? They moved into fourth. They moved into fourth after Ohio State lost and they just stayed in. So they're happy to just be in. Not not just be in, but they're happy to make the playoffs. That's what it is. So whether so, they're one, two, three, or four. So in the in the college football playoff, one plays four, two plays three, and then winners play for the championship. Yeah, the winner of those two games play for the championship. So, so it's gonna be Bama versus Cincinnati and Michigan definitely. versus Georgia. Okay. No, no. Bama. Uh, Michigan is playing. Uh, Michigan is playing Bama. Michigan's number two, or is this just okay? This is the. I think uh, that's the uh, the actual rankings. I don't think that's uh. Yeah, you got to college football player. That the, the ranking should be. <laughs> so the C of okay. And then, okay, Alabama playing, okay, college oh, football playoff yeah. rankings. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Cincinnati. Oh, I guess not. Well, sorry, Cincy. <laughs> so, okay, so Michigan State two, Cincinnati State four, and then Alabama and Georgia flipped after uh, Bama lost. Yeah. 41, yeah, Georgia 24 in the – that's the SEC championship game? Yeah. And now yeah. it's okay. So now that that's going to be the college football playoff. We're entering bowl season, and the USC Trojans are unranked. Yeah, nice. But but moving into next season with a lot of momentum, man. With uh, Lincoln Riley and uh, bringing his with Lincoln Riley, uh, Malachi Nelson. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Raylick Brown. Let's go. And then also the number one athlete in the country, okay. another five star. So he's got three five stars that are moving over to USC with him. Nice. Who 
first committed to Oklahoma. How so. much? How much? Uh, like, what percentage of recruiting uh, attributes to college uh, coaching success? Like a lot, a lot. Uh, you can see by the way Notre Dame chose Marcus Freeman to take over for Brian Kelly because uh, the recruits were saying, you know, if Marcus Freeman or we're gone pretty much is yeah. what they were saying. There were kids ready to transfer. Oh, um, so the kids so chose Marcus Freeman. Kids, coaches, everybody. There was no other person they could have picked besides Marcus Freeman, because the, the, the next person they were going to go after is uh, Cincinnati's head coach, who has ties to Notre Dame. And he was the next person um, that they were going to consider. But, I mean, just the players themselves, the, the coaches on the staff, uh, the alumni, former players, they were all behind Marcus Freeman. How long was Brian Kelly the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? 12 years, I think. How do you feel about him leaving for LSU? Uh, I don't like the at the the I don't like the timing that he left. Like had he just waited, I mean, I know it didn't really contribute to the committee, the college playoff committee, but I, I, you know, they're still gonna go to a bowl game. It's gonna mean something. I, you didn't wanna like, and I know, but but to be offered uh 90 Seven million dollars. Oh man, game. they paid him out. And if he makes it with incentives, it's so a, many incentives. over a hundred mil. Over a hundred mil. He's got like a million dollar house budget. Yep. So I mean, you can see why he would go to I mean he wasn't getting paid that in at Notre Dame. I mean he's getting pretty pretty good, but I don't think he was getting ninety-seven mil. Well, with the hundred, with the possibility of a hundred plus he, a million dollar housing, is know. he a good uh, recruiter? <sighs> I don't know because a lot of the recruits that uh, are going to Notre Dame now, because they have, I think right now they're ranked second or third with their recruiting class. All of them are going to stay with Marcus Freeman because it's Marcus Freeman. So I think a lot of it had to do I think a lot of the recruiting was done by Marcus Freeman but he was on Brian Kelly's staff okay so Marcus Freeman was uh is getting promoted through in-house like he was a coordinator defensive coordinator first year and now he's the the head coach and now he's the head coach all right okay so okay Notre Dame, if Notre Dame was in a Power 5 conference and had the same record they have now, they would be in the top four. But you think they suffer because they are in well, independent and play I think that plays into that they, yeah, I think uh, you're also because like your 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 um, conference rank, your conference strength, sorry, strength of schedule, things like that. And I mean, being tied to a conference, uh, a lot of times um, committees are going to want to pick teams from like certain conferences to play in. there. So like uh, Cincinnati's from the AAC, is that what it is? Uh, the American Conference. Uh -huh. Cincinnati? But, uh, yeah. I, so that, I mean, they're not a power five um, conference. So uh, again, since we're talking about Cincinnati, shout out to them. Um, 
they're going to be playing in this game and representing the other non-power conference teams that mm-hmm. went undefeated in the past seasons, like uh, Central Florida a few years ago wasn't even considered. They, you know, they weren't even close to making the playoffs. They went undefeated mm-hmm. a few seasons ago. Um, what's the, there's like three other teams that just ran the table uh, with their conference and weren't even considered to make the playoffs. And now Cincinnati, Cincinnati's the first team, mid-major team, to go ahead and make these college football playoffs. So they're representing a lot more than just Cincinnati. I think. So that's the reason I like to see. I, I don't like seeing them in because they beat Notre Dame, and that's how they really got in. Is if had Notre Dame beat Cincinnati, Notre Maybe Dame would be sitting at four instead of Cincinnati. <sighs> Tough. That's how close it is. Yeah. So and Notre Dame was a, is a totally different team after losing to Cincinnati. You know they they found mm-hmm. their stride and and that, I mean that sucks because yeah and they were beat pretty good. It, it wasn't like a close game. Yeah. Cincinnati beat them like they beat them. So, so Cincinnati deserved their playoff spot this year. I I, I believe they do. Undefeated, right? Undefeated. 13-0 Cincinnati. 12-1 Alabama, 12-1 Michigan, 12-1 Georgia. All right. Um, man, excited to uh, see the bowl season. Let's uh, – I'm going to wrap with the scores from some of the NFL games we didn't get to. Um Indianapolis 31-0 over the Texans. Tua and the Dolphins 20-9 over the Giants. Uh, Gardner Midshu stepping in for Jalen Hurts leads the Eagles to a 33-18 victory over the New York Jets. Jalen uh, Hurts has what? Is COVID? I, no, I think he had, uh, like an injury. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Um Los Angeles Rams over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 37-7. to Do you have faith in Trevor Lawrence? It's just his first year. It's a bad situation. Is that what we're saying? I have you so. seen I... him play? Like, It's going to get better, stuff. right? No, it's going to get better. He has the things that I think make a really good quarterback, but he also has the things that uh, make him a pretty bad quarterback at this point. Mm-hmm. There's things he needs to learn. I don't know if Urban Meyer is the guy that's going to develop him, though. So it's going to be interesting to see. Let's Okay, Urban Meyer, get out of there. Uh, the Seahawks, 30-23 to 23 over the Niners. It's like they only wait to beat the Niners every season. Like, it's like the one game, like, you know what, if we lose all the games, as long as we beat the 49ers. <laughs> as long as we beat the Niners. And the Niners are trying to beat the Rams, and the Rams are trying to beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals always lose. So, the, yeah, okay. Um, and then Sunday night football – the Denver Broncos couldn't do it. They lost to the Chiefs in the AFC West division match, 22-9. to The defense held Patrick Mahomes in check, like, the whole night, just right up until the end. And then Teddy, uh, Teddy Two Gloves couldn't, uh, couldn't get it going. He's not, he's not going to be no, no, the quarterback not, that John, he's, no, yeah. John Elway wants out there. He's not long-term. Uh, for them maybe they uh maybe they draft one uh coming up uh they had a chance at justin fields this year but they chose patrick sertan worth it i think on the line it will be because uh i'm still a firm believer that uh championships are won on the defensive side games are won on the offensive side championships are won on the defensive side nice 
who do you got tomorrow uh, for the Patriots at Bills Monday Night Football? I like the Patriots, man. I just they're on this wave, man. That uh, they look so good. They don't they don't make a lot of mistakes. You know, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They make the necessary plays on offense. And um, a lot of guys, I mean, if you look at, if you're just one of those guys that look after the game and see Mac Jones stats, you know, because he'll throw for like 120 yards, maybe 140 yards, 180 yards, like mm-hmm. maybe one touchdown. But it's the things that he doesn't do that are making them win. Like he's not throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's not putting them in bad situations. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not taking bad sacks. So Mac Jones is really, really managing that offense. He's you know, being a Patriot quarterback. Really, yeah, exactly. Just he's doing the necessary things to win. Nothing more, nothing less. He's just doing the necessary things to win. Nice. Uh, what are you excited about this month? What's got you pumped up? Oh, uh, so, I mean, uh, again, most of my guys know that professional sports, I love it. You know, the Bulls are my team. I ride with the Bulls. I ride with the Raiders. Um I ride with the Braves, and that's not because they won the championship. I could, I could tell you things about the Braves since Tom Glavin and uh, Sid Brim sliding into. Did the win Braves the, win the World Series? They won the World Series. They won the World Series. Yes, sir. I'm just kidding. Yes, sir. You know they beat. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> <laughs> nah, man, let me tell you, Lance. I sat in the living room of my best friend in elementary's house, and we were both Braves fans. We watched Sid Brim slide home uh, into home to win the one of the most exciting games, the National League Championship. That was just a National League Championship that they won. Such a great game. They've guys guys like Tom Glavin and Tommy Maddox, John Smoltz play on in, in their bullpen. So the Braves have yeah. But as we were saying, uh, I'm excited to watch my Tar Heels play basketball. I'm a big North Carolina basketball fan. And uh, they lost two games already, but they're five and two now. They beat Georgia Tech tonight. Um, they spanked Michigan a few nights ago. Uh, such a good game. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, I'm excited about just about uh, college basketball. Also excited, uh, one of the people that we had on our uh, uh, podcast, Raina Ali, her season started, her first season as the head coach at uh, St. Bernard in California. Um, nice. I think she won her first game and she dropped her second. Don't worry, Reno. Your coaching career has just begun, but like I told you, uh, seeing all the comments from parents and players, uh, you're going to be a great one. So nice. head up after this loss. I'm excited to hear about more about her. I'm excited about just watching college basketball in general. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> the uh, December is here. It's the end of the month, or it's, it's the beginning of the month. It's the end of the year. Twenty twenty one is about to be in the books. I'm excited uh, for Christmas and man, a new year. Let's uh, let's get it. Let's close out strong. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good. Stay hyped. Stay positive. Get through this season with the unity and family and community and connectivity let's i'm I'll, yeah i'd like i start playing christmas music in like october like i love it i love it i mean 
not too loud to other people, but I'll like play it. I've, I've been jamming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a uh, little personal to share, but like, so me and my family, uh, we're always big holiday season, big holiday season family. But also, uh, Christmas is a difficult time for us because um, um, my parents' first grandchild, my nephew, who was like my best friend, he had passed away a few years ago. He was only 11. And so every uh, December 8th is uh, his uh, anniversary of passing. So around this time, we're always all sad, but um, uh, my brother-in-law and my sister are very strong people. I mean, it's hard for them, but mm-hmm. they're the very people who keep us all together during the holidays, you know? Uh, their message is always just stay together, family, you know, so we can hold each other together and be thankful for a lot of things that, you know, some other families might not be able to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, this is the holiday season. Stay together, folks. Hold your oh, people man. together. And if there's people out there who are less fortunate than you and you're able to help them, even if they're not asking, you know, which is even that's such an even better gesture. If they're not asking for the help, and you can help them, you know what I mean? Go ahead and help them. You know, uh, if no one sees, God sees you. I know that's so cliche to see, but or say, but if no one sees you helping somebody and God sees you, it means a lot more to the world than you posting it on social media. Nothing against those guys that do it. I mean, if that's your thing, fine. You know, but as you're helping. Yeah. yeah. Like if you can't help, help. Like you needed to be helped or you wanted to be helped at one point. Like do that for other people sacrifice for the greater good like do what you can if you can try try yeah try it out you might you might feel you might feel good to to comfort and and love and support uh other people it might be a good thing yeah I- <laughs> yeah and if it's a change of pitch for you shame on you <laughs> <laughs> So no. it's never it's never too late to help somebody. Yeah, you know? it's always to continue to push out that love and light. Right. We're and with you it. Guys, you know what? If if you guys are listening, if you guys listen to the podcast and you know a family that needs some help and you guys want to get together, I will get together with you. And if they, if if it's like something like getting them Christmas dinner, you know, putting some food together or buying some food together and taking them to their house if you know they're struggling this Christmas and they might need some help, if yeah. we can provide them with a Hell, a turkey, a ham, stuff. If we could all get together, you know, if you if you do know, let me know, and I'm going to invite Lance because I know Lance is the same person I am. So That's let tough. us know. Yeah, let us know, and we'll help you. We'll we'll, we'll match you. You know, you want to go? We'll, we'll go together. We'll put a, a a feast together for a family. You pick a family that you know is struggling, and we'll help you. Yeah, and if you also know like businesses or uh, companies that want to help, you know, people and reach out right. and you know donate some of their services uh to people in need let us know that too yeah that would be super helpful this is the kind of networking that changes the world so yeah Yeah. let's go for it let's uh yeah reach out to us and we we can put all that together excited to um like yeah to get everything kind of centralized and use that information so that uh people can grow themselves and use that example Yes. Like you were talking about the photography or Livasa with the clothing, uh, uh, George Talanga, OS Concrete, uh, starting up a, a construction business. Like there are 
firsthand accounts and resources of these things that in passions that we are, you know, living and can share with other people. So we're excited to, uh, to talk more about that and to, and to put that together. That's a, that's a great idea, uh, by coach Forrest over here, connecting the people, man. Uh, just, uh, again, honestly, you know, Lance is giving me credit, but if it wasn't for Lance, I wouldn't even be talking to you guys because they're the ones that invited me one day to be a guest on the podcast. And here I am now, uh, so humbly hosting it with him. <laughs> Love it, man. This, uh, yeah, we're, we're on the mind meld. Let's go. Um, that is our recap for this week, December 5th. Uh, week 13 of the NFL season. Man, only five more weeks to go before the playoffs. This uh, NFL season is my favorite season, and it's almost gone. But uh, gladly uh, break it down with you uh, and our listeners every week. So appreciate you being here and uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, Any any shout-outs before we go? Oh, man. Um, Hmm. Shout out to all the college students who are about to get off uh, this break. If you guys are going to go home, I know some of you guys can't go home to American Samoa. So, man, if you guys are stuck around here, again, if you guys are stuck around here and you guys don't have any family, um, sorry for my family that I'm just about to do this too. <laughs> I invite you to come home with me. I'm probably going to be home in Federal Way with my family. And I know they wouldn't mind. If you're a college student and you're stuck out here somewhere, let me know. Um, maybe you can meet me here in Vancouver and you can drive with me and we can go spend uh, Christmas with my family. You can eat some food with them, eat some really good food, have some really good laughs. My family's fun, I promise. They're a little weird, but whose family isn't? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, even if you're not from American Samoa, you know what I mean? If you know me, but mostly for the, the, the students from American Samoa, if you're stuck out here for Christmas with really nowhere to go, no family really close to you, and you can't make it out to your family in the United States, um, let us know, man. Uh, he said, come with me to my yeah. family's, come. Nice. Yeah. That is, oh, what a blessing. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, shout out to everybody just, putting in work this Christmas season, this holiday season. Nice. Um, Cause I know you're not putting in work for yourself. You're putting in work for all your loved ones and trying to get sure. things to them that, you know, that maybe they, my, my family was always like, my parents were always the ones like we weren't ever rich, but we weren't ever poor. So, but sometimes it was always like, you know what I mean? Pick the one thing you really want. Of course you're going to get other things, but you can't get all the things you want. But pick the one thing you want and we'll get that. So. I know how that works for some families. So if you're out there hustling for your children, for your wife, for your husband, for your extended family, for your parents, you know what I mean? Just trying to put a smile on someone's face this Christmas. Shout out to you. Let's get it. Let's get it. Shout out to uh, a little eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus. Uh, He is the reason for the season. Yeah, man, that's our show. We're going to come back next week with even more of the breakdown. We might get some more uh, awesome people in here for interviews, but uh, stay tuned. And hey, shout out to, to us too, man, for, uh, I mean, it's not a really great one because I actually like 
like when we do go over uh, two hours. But hey, we got this one under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go do uh, uh, Christmas decorations, post some pictures. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. We are, uh, yeah, we uh, over here staying on time. We're gonna we're gonna go over on the next five. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, uh, this sure. has been the Polynesian Sports Weekly Recap for Forest Dovalau. I am Lance Falatongo. That's our show. Love and light. Peace. Love and light. All right, man. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com.